And welcome back to Did Y'all Know? I'm Dan. I'm Sam. And I'm Chris. And did y'all know the Russians arrived 12 days late to the 1908 Olympics because they were using the wrong calendar? Oh, that's kind of like we were talking about time last, you know, two weeks ago. You know, it's adding the, the Olympics of our very first episode to the time of like our 33 episode. Oh, yeah. I think that's it was right. episode we 33. We talked about the Olympics in, very, in episode one. Mm-hmm. Really? Way mm-hmm. back when. You you didn't even exist yet. No, Chris. I hadn't. You I, weren't, I, even, you weren't, weren't even born. born. I was a soul <laughs> drifting in the ether of time. Yeah. <laughs> so metal. <laughs> But anyways, we got a very special episode for you guys today. So with that being said, let's get into the intro music. Welcome back to Did Y'all Know. Thanks for listening. You guys can contact us at uh, learn something at didyallknow.com, which is our email. You can uh, visit us at our website, which has been recently updated, didyallknow.com, or you can slide into our DMs at dyk underscore podcast. So welcome, everyone. Welcome to the square table. How's everyone doing? I'm doing good. Okay, doing good. great. Yep. Thank I'd like you. to add that we should uh, be telling our, our, our younger listeners to please ask their parents for permission before going to our website. Before going to our website. Before <laughs> yeah. going, before ask your permission. Before yeah, before, before adding us on, on their Toontown uh, MMO <laughs> accounts. Their Club Penguin. <laughs> yeah. um, so what's have you ever been up to, huh? Dan, what have you been up to? So I went to Tulsa this past weekend. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, they got some pretty nice sunsets over there, not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but anyways, we're out on the lake, so did a little bit of uh, um, what, jet skiing. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Do you okay. still run? Uh, I've been running again. I I'd restarted that. I don't mm-hmm. I don't run as much anymore. I'm not on like a time constraint for maybe, like my running. Maybe you can combine the two things that you've been doing recently and start learning how to run on water. It's going mm. really, really fast. Just really, really fast on water. Yeah. Um, I'll try that uh, eventually. Um, like a ninja. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. Also, uh, went on a. Uh, have you guys ever been on a Polaris, or know what that is? It's like mm-hmm. a. It's almost like an ATV, oh, but for yeah. like four I, people. I, I know what you're talking about. Like yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Take it out of the woods. And mm-hmm. stuff like that, ride mm-hmm. Those things are yep. pretty cool. Hmm. So that was a lot of fun. But yeah, now I'm back, and uh, tomorrow I'm actually headed back there for Fourth uh, of July weekend. Okay, well that's cool. Did you go uh, hang out with uh, Rachel? The old girl, yes. Nice, yes, good yes. for you. Good for you. And I saw that you guys went to the casino and didn't invite me. We yeah, did, and we yeah. purposely did not invite uh, you. Yeah, so. I, I shouldn't have mentioned I'm, that. I thought I forgot. I'm we, just the producer. <laughs> it's supposed to be a secret. <laughs> it's not a secret. Whenever you post it on Instagram, <laughs> I know that was a really oh, cool photo. I didn't block you. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Chris and I and uh, my old roommate are, and also now Chris's current roommate, Daniel, went to uh, Choctaw and also my girlfriend, Daisy. Uh, we had a great time. Um, Chris, did you you made, you made Chris made money, I think. Right? No, nope, I lost my money immediately. Yeah, that oh, sounds no, Dan- about right. Yeah, Daniel, Daniel took my spot right in blackjack right after. And like we we both put down the same amount of money. Mm-hmm. And so did Daniel. And he ended up walking away with like $300. Oh, yeah, Daniel I, did really well. Yeah, um, he did really well. I lost all, I lost, let's say I brought $100 for crabs, $100 for blackjack, and $60 for slots. Lost an immediate on slots. I don't even know why I wasted my time on that. Uh, played some blackjack, won a little bit, lost a little bit, but I ended up losing um, all $100. So I only had $100 left. I played a little crabs, did okay, but right before we left, yeah, 
I was like, well, I, I pulled this money out of my account. I'm, I'm going to use it. Right. So I put $100 on black on roulette. <laughs> yeah. And I won. So yeah. you, you yeah. won. Yeah. So won. you, so you came instead, out like, uh, net 60 like you lost 60 dollars yeah so yeah. instead of losing 160 i lost only 60 because it's yeah. one to one you mm-hmm. just bid on colors mm-hmm. so. so crazy i know that, i yeah. just like i keep on thinking about like how like imagine if i was just like you know what i'm feeling real lucky i take all the money out of my account and just like you know what put like these thousands of dollars like on black too and then right. just end up like doubling my entire like i think it's a, i think it's one There's, of the big reasons why they have like bet maxes like max bets and things like that have you guys ever like met the uh, not met but like seen the social media influencer like david dobrik ever heard of him Mm -hmm. i think so yeah this you know popular like 24 year old has like a couple millions followers and stuff um he does vlogs and one of his vlogs is going and going to vegas and putting ten thousand on like black Hmm. and it's crazy because every single time he's done it so far he's done it like maybe three or four times Mm -hmm. it's always hit that's so crazy. And he puts like ten grand on it. That's like then, a it's like a forty eight percent chance, I, pretty it's, much. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that which is like good, you know, but it's not certain. It, yeah, you know? it's never certain. Yeah, like you still don't have the advantage. You knowing know what I mean? knowing my luck, I I would just just lose, lose it every single time. Yeah. <laughs> I would lose my money. I've only won from uh, money at blackjack like one time. I think it was on. I think it was the last time I went to Choctaw for your birthday, mm-hmm. like like. 10 years ago, ago. and yeah i I won like like 180 bucks or something and i was like i'm done for the night i mean there (laughs) there is a strategy to it you know i would love to go i love playing blackjack i would love to go back again blackjack is so much fun you know it is really fun even if i lose a hundred dollars i had fun losing a hundred dollars because i like blackjack so much so much fun and you get a good group of people at the table and your your buddies there and you're drinking a couple Mm -hmm. drinks and stuff and it's a good time yeah i mean it's pretty much the only one where you're not like going against i mean you're going against the house unlike like mm-hmm. poker where you're going against other players at right the table you're not and stuff. yeah you're not going right. against other players yeah. which is a good thing we were looking at playing poker that night but the wait list was like outrageous oh really so, yeah oh yeah um but anyway that's what we did yeah and today uh we've got a very special topic dan what are we talking about today so uh viewer discretion advised i'm going to say that real quick because if you have an easy uneasy stomach um you may not want to hear about it but we're talking about colts mm. and along with colts sometimes comes colts, uh, like horses uh almost oh, um, colts. not the same oh. colts yeah okay. that was a dead joke. um yeah we are <laughs> talking about some like very um uh very sensitive topics that mostly end in mass suicides uh so um because that's that's uh, a part of uh, cults sometimes that's cults that's cults that's um (laughs) so uh to get started uh we're going to talk about what a cult is and then eventually we're going to go into some of the more popular cults okay uh so in modern english a cult is a social group that is defined by unusual religious spiritual or philosophical beliefs or by its common interest in a particular personality, object, or goal. The sen- uh, this sense of the term is controversial, having divergent definitions in both popular culture and academia, and has also been an ongoing source of contention among scholars across several fields of study. Uh, in the English-speaking word, the term cult often carries derogatory connotations in this sense has been considered a subjective term used as an ad hominem attack against groups with differing doctrines or practices. I was actually about to say that, you know, that, that initial definition of a cult to me, it's like, Oh yeah, this is people who just think something 
it odd. Is, but I mean, it just sounds like religion. I think it's right? uh, yeah, like new religious movements is like another thing. But like I feel mm-hmm. like with cults, they usually are like not gonna say they usually are violent, but they're they're like detrimental to the person. And they well, like you are you're you're giving them money or you're giving them time or they're taking advantage of you in a way or something mm-hmm, like that. Right, you know, right. You have well, this this person who it wants he doesn't he wants you to be part of his cult but he doesn't have your best interests in mind i feel like that's how it usually turns out see I, even that's too loose because i still think you could use it for like any religion probably i mean right? well, you could say probably, that about like you, a like you, a maybe like a mega church or something you i was know? gonna say uh you know at what point in time do we uh consider joel olstein joel olstein to be a cult i mean not to you right. know hot hot take right but you know just saying, but whatever. <laughs> right. And then in regards to like hearing a derogatory connotation through like pop culture or other aspects like that, it's mm-hmm. like whenever some people make the joke that Texas A&M is a cult because mm-hmm. have you guys ever mm-hmm. heard that before? I can see. People yeah. Saying yeah. That. Yeah. People mm-hmm. just say it because it's like, they all have like these different things. That's like, you know, very particular to right. A&M college and everything. I mean, the ring included or whatever, how they all do things, but, uh, they're not a cult. Um, but yeah, I definitely still call them a cult sometimes okay. just cause it's like, you know, it's that pop culture aspect right, of it. Right, right, right. I think I've always <laughs> considered it more to be, um, cause what I heard was like the, the, the difference between like a religion and the cult is the amount of followers in it. Cause most cults aren't like massive. They're usually a very small group of people and the amount of like manipulation that's going on. I've always seen it to be, you know, Somebody being, or, or a group of people being manipulated to um, have like a single leader, where it's like in a religion you have somebody that, um, it's a deity that they are like worshiping. But a cult doesn't necessarily have to be uh, religious at all. No, right? it doesn't. No, you're Which right about a- that. It, sometimes, I mean, they're like I said, not for necessarily religious or spiritual beliefs, but also sometimes like philosophical. A lot of them have to do with. Freaking aliens, yeah, which yeah. is freaking aliens, which is, which is, the, couple which is the most interesting. Yeah, ones, which is pretty opinion, cool, which actually. We, uh, <laughs> we have very special story coming up about that. But anyway, mm-hmm. yeah. So that that kind of leads us to like, uh, well, with cults comes cult leaders, and mm-hmm. so cult leaders are typically charismatic people with fringe beliefs and lust for power. Um, they have inspired hundreds to follow their unconventional, uh, unconventional philosophies. Uh, oftentimes leading to tragic results. Some of these well-known ones would be Charles Manson, which Mm -hmm. it wasn't like, like you said, a religious sort of uh, cult. It was more of like following just like him. Um, David Koresh, which is in like Waco. Uh, Jim Jones of Jonestown. Um, And then Bagrin Shri uh, Rajinish. Uh, Nice. Yeah, terrible. I have no idea how to say that one. Um, and others have gained international notoriety for exposing dark sides of humanity. So those are just to name a few. Um, well, first of all, I don't appreciate you butchering that that awful uh, evil human being's name. Okay. Do but you, secondly, wait. Do you know what it? What, no, I don't. Oh. Uh, but uh, the uh, I was gonna say that um, you know these a lot of these people like when you say like the religion versus cult like a lot of these people they they did start from religion but they were either outcasted. Or they were, you know, they just went, it's like a, well, branch off that mm-hmm. will come up of like what uh, what they, you know, did, you know, believe in or whatever. There's actually a really interesting uh, series on um, Netflix where it talks about, I can't remember what it's called, but it's like goes through different like topics like 
money plastics yeah, like today you know. explained or? yeah i think that explained yeah well they had one on colts <clears throat> and it's really interesting because there was one thing you know that the big thing about these cult leaders is that they're charismatic that's right. huge it's huge yeah and because yeah. you know these people want to be a lot of these people who join cults are just like they're outcasts they want to be accepted by a community mm-hmm, by a group mm-hmm. of people they want to just be feel like they belong somewhere which is why i feel like the whole flat earth society thing is that's the whole reason why right when if you watch beyond the curve or behind the curve or whatever it's called um the flat earth like flat earthers half like a lot of them don't even believe in flat earth they just are people who want to go somewhere where they can like have friends you know, mm-hmm. they can just go to a place where they can feel accepted, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Earth's flat. That's fine. Y'all want to hang out? You know, sort of thing. <laughs> so, you know, that's they just it, they just want a, a community to belong to. Sure. And I think that's where a lot of these cults, like, get out of hand. It's like that, you know, especially Jonestown. It'd be but. interesting to see, like, in the future how many cults kind of raise from the Internet in terms of, like, these different, like, Facebook groups. that Like, there's millions of Facebook groups out there. Mm-hmm. And, like, mm-hmm. how many of those are going to stretch beyond, like, the Internet and become, like, I something mean, else? It's already begun, I feel like. I mean, not, to like get, not to get too political, but, like, extreme left and extreme right. You know, I mean, that, yeah, that, would like, be, that could be seen as cultish. I wonder if, like, QAnon and, like, Q um, mm. could be derived from as, like, almost like a cult following at some point. Yeah. I mean, I feel like a big thing is, like, if you want to – well – I take that back. I was going to say, like, if you want, if you were to, you know, fight for something you believe in and it could be, it could do harm to yourself, you know, in the essence of a cult, like, is that a bad thing or is that cultish? But I guess people do that anyway, like for for religion in general. Yeah, I guess maybe there has to be a difference between it being like a movement too, Mm -hmm. rather than, you know, because I think if you're looking at like QAnon, then like in some ways, maybe it could be considered like a cult, but. I don't think there's like it's not like there's a single like leader. There's no cult leader. I mean, it was pretty much Q though at that point. Yeah, but who is Q? But they're just it's more so like they're trying to spread their own like information, I guess. And they all they're all just like like minded rather than them being brought together by like the ultimate goal of of you know there's nobody saying that he's a second coming of jesus which is a very common motif in mm-hmm. these religious cults mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. speaking of which so let's get into some of the history of cults uh chris we'll let you go first <clears throat> uh and then uh sam and i will bounce a couple off as well i didn't do any research <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> typical <laughs> all right go ahead um yeah so i had recently uh there's this band i listened to called drab majesty uh please sponsor us uh it it's a uh, like very 80s influenced uh dream pop rock um and i had i was looking up the lyrics and one of them one of my favorite songs was called um uh uh not just a name and when i was looking up the lyrics on on genius it was saying like it was in reference to the um uh heaven's gate cult which is what I'm going to be talking mm-hmm. about today. Oh, yeah. And because um, at first I was like looking through and it's like talking about like, I thought maybe it was like a love song or something. And then the more research I did on this, I was like, wait a minute. And I'm like looking through the entire like album and like everything, every single song on that album is about Heaven's Gate. And I had no idea. Really? Every single song. And was that an, was that an artistic choice on their behalf or are they, are the aspiring heaven, heaven, gators, <laughs> yeah, right. Heaven's Gators. Um, so it's just like this, the, the idea of 
they're like they were like obsessed because this is two people and they were just i guess really obsessed with the whole like idea of like heaven's gate and they just like made this even even the name of the album the demonstration is like in reference to uh heaven's gate as well if you'd like if you like know more about it mm. and uh um you know i'll kind of get into it but near the end the the people in the cult on their like um they had like these patches that say uh heaven's gate away team um i didn't make the connection oh yeah uh but they made patches drab majesty they made patches or uh, maybe someone else did and um it was like in the drake format where it shows like you know good and bad mm-hmm. where it's like the top one it was like it shows a uh, uh the leader of heaven's gate and like the patch for uh heaven's gate away team and then it shows like they redid that i think for a music video where it's like uh it's called doe's exit or something final exit and they made their own patches and instead of saying heaven's gate it says drab majesty away team nice. looks really really cool actually yeah, yeah, I, that is cool. like i want to get they have shirts of it too it looks really, really cool um that that's the thing about heaven's gate is that that i've i've, I've looked in a lot about it too mm-hmm. and i'm glad you're talking about it because it is super interesting it and, is really interesting and uh yeah anyway, it's very sad it's very sad so um nah, well, now whatever. i did read quite a bit so there they have an actual there's a website that's been up for like almost like 30 years. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't think it's actually completely known the source of like who is continuing to to run the website. They think people have like a pretty good idea of who it is. Um, but if you want to learn more about them, like why not go to the source? You right. know, and I, you I, can I, you can I know I've heard that you can email them. You can email yeah. Heaven's Gate right yeah. now if you want and yeah. they'll respond to you. Yeah, they will. Um, and it's really funny cause like the website is completely like, if you, if you know you're, tra- you're being transported back to the nineties mm-hmm. because they've maybe updated to the point to where it's, um, you, you know, you can, uh, well, what's it called? It's a dynamic changing like website where if you like change the, uh, which, which not all websites were like that before. So it's updated to an extent, but the aesthetic of it is like, is made in like geo cities or something. Like it looks, <laughs> it looks so old and it's like all the text is like pink and blue and it's like super hard to read. It, it's, but. <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of funny that you mentioned it real quick, just like total off topic real quick, but uh, you, you could, and sorry to say it, but you can't anymore, but you could go to the original space, space jam, jam website. I knew you were going to bring yeah. that up. <laughs> you can go to the original space jam website and it was like super nineties aesthetic. Mm. It was like, you could just tell when you, you know, when you, when you log on <laughs> or log into that, that website is just, Wow, this this is so old. This came from the '90s. It's not. It has not been updated. You in know what? They might have decades. updated it now because of the new. That's Space what Jam. I was gonna say. It is updated now, and yeah. a lot of people were really upset about it. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't have like Space Jam too. So interesting. Um, so I started off by reading the actual going at the uh, going to the actual website, and it is kind of dense to read because I believe it was made by the uh, or written by the actual uh, uh, like the the founder of it. Um, whose name I'll get into. His name is Marshall Applewhite, though. Um, but he, uh, I guess, he wants to write everything in quotations and parentheses. It's really hard to read everything because it's like, I just imagine him saying, like, every single word, like doing air quotations mm-hmm. to, like, explain everything. And I'm just like, this is so, this is so hard to read. But um, so let me get into it. So what most people understand about Heaven's Gate is that there was a cult who performed a mass suicide in 1996 in San Diego, California. Uh, their souls were to ascend as the comet uh, Hale-Bopp was passing the Earth, in which 
behind a divine spaceship would be there to receive their souls and ascend to the Emprian Tela, which uh, is an acronym for the evolutionary level above human. Mm. So sounds pretty crazy. Sounds pretty metal. So metal. Yeah, to be honest. Um, but that's what I had known. Uh, but getting into it, it's had a lot of like different changes and everything throughout uh, throughout the decades that it was a um, since its inception. And it seems to be the case for pretty much every cult. I think going into um, they are usually um, a lot more. Uh, what's the word? Innocent, I guess, to begin with. Mm-hmm. And uh, as the leader, usually it's just like the leader. They they always seem to be losing their mind. They go crazy. But because they've always been the figurehead, the followers will just do whatever they say. Mm-hmm. And it'll just go like one, it'll just go down a dark path. Um, so taken directly from the website, this is what they have to say about, um, I guess, how to be a part of it. Uh, the hard facts or bold statements in a nutshell uh, that are so difficult to accept or digest come down to if you want or ever expect to go to heaven here's your window that window opportunity requires one an incarnate as human representative of the kingdom of heaven two that all who hope to enter heaven become active students of that representative while the rep- while the representative is present and three those who endure the transition classroom until it ends which would be adequately bonding or grafting to that representative will go with that representative, literally leave the human kingdom and earth as he's about to do. Staying behind for any significant period could jeopardize that graft, that window to heaven will not open again until another civilization is planted and has reached sufficient maturity. Uh, Parentheses, according to the judgment of the next level. Sounds crazy. I know that's a lot to take in, um, but it's... It begins by kind of explaining that 2,000 years ago, um, a crew of members of the kingdom of heaven who are responsible for nurturing, quote, gardens determined that a percentage of the human, quote, plants of the present civilization of the garden, which is earth, had developed enough that some of those bodies might be ready to be used as containers for soul deposits. Uh, So these guys are good. It doesn't seem to go, I think, uh, at least as far as I read, I'm not sure what the origin of uh these i guess aliens would be Mm -hmm. but god is seen as he's like an officer of planet earth like he's looking over everyone and um so he's kind of like wanting i guess the people of earth to ascend to the next level Mm -hmm. and so jesus body was incarnated when he was an adult when he was baptized and he became a human representative which is necessary if you are to ascend to the next level, uh, also called the level above human. So the more I read of it, it kind of seemed like, like this just seems like Christianity with extra steps right. is what it seems. It's like, it's like so far it's not really, it's not really trying to explain anything that's so much more different from the idea of Christianity. It's like mm-hmm. adding another layer of it to say like, oh yeah, Jesus is, he's, he is what you have to go through to get to heaven, but he's an alien essentially is what they're saying. Right. Like, it's like, well, I guess if you kind of look at it that way, you know, the aliens could be just the higher beings anyways, which is what many people would be considered, would consider a God to be, I guess. Like he, I guess, I guess God is an alien in the sense he's not human. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I, I, I'd, I'd seen like a lot of the, 
people who study this are uh it's like a debate whether or not they call this like a, a sect of evangelicism or if it is just like a straight up cult because everything that the leader of the cult has explained is kind of like it's kind of like like mormonism in a sense because so if anything you can almost consider heaven's gate just to be a denomination of christianity I- exactly because uh, i believe like the leader of mormonism he just like created everything right john uh john smith john, john smith, smith yeah because he he said like angels came down they gave him the golden tablets and everything right no one no one saw this you right. know and the same reason how marshall applewhite everything was given to him and people just kind of accept that as like, right. okay, cool. Like you're the leader whatever. So heaven's gate was essentially <coughs> some guy saying that there was like a message delivered to him in some sense. Um, yes. And actually like there was he, a, he's some sort of like prophet or whatever. That's like receiving these messages that he's now like passing to his followers. Yeah. He kind of, so I'll get into this a little bit too, but he kind of, at first, he kind of considers himself similar to Jesus mm-hmm. in a way. Um, but then he, as time goes on, he he will straight up just say he, is, well, I guess not is Jesus, but he's on the same level as him. See, I feel like know? that's that that right there is is a good way for you to tell that <clears throat> the that your cult that you're following is kind of bullshit, because the it, the changes in ideologies over time. It's like mm-hmm. okay, well, I'm. You know, Jesus, yeah. And I'm like kind of close to him. You know what? Okay, I'm on the same <laughs> level as Jesus. You know what? I am Jesus. I am Jesus. <laughs> the, the changes of ideologies, the changes of the basic tenets of the cult itself is, to me, if I were a part of the cult, be like, mm-hmm. okay, this is kind of a red flag. Right, <laughs> right. They definitely don't see it that way, though. Apparently not, yeah. <laughs> um, and that's why in the beginning, it, okay, because he was saying, you know, 2,000 years ago, there was this in the beginning there was this and that or i guess not the beginning of time but you know when 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 jesus came and then he's saying it's not happening again until now and i am that person he is saying he is like that he is now the representative so like he he likens how he had um you know jesus and his disciples they were like an outcast group of people and no one believed jesus you know he's like well it's happening again right now you know Mm -hmm. i i'm come back to save these people and not everyone will believe me, but listen to me now. This is your chance to to you know for for salvation essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, like uh, in the intro of the website, he's just trying to explain why there could be doubt and how that doubt has been sowed. Basically, we're all sheep. Uh, the forces of evil would make you believe that Heaven's Gate itself is satanic in nature, because he kind of talks about how our perception of a cult would be. Well, they don't consider themselves a cult, mm-hmm. you know, at all. But he can see why people would think that. Uh, and he believes that demons, uh, well, more specifically, they're called Luciferians, are actually higher-level beings that have taken control of the human spirit once they have separated from a physical body and they can affect your mental state and how you think. So, I mean, it's pretty much still just like how I think a lot of people imagine in Christianity, what demons to be, or right. like Satan is influencing you to accept. Right. They're also just straight up aliens. Like they're, they are, um, well, he, he goes on to say that if you, if you're one to believe that evil is a thing that exists, I guess as like humans, then why stop at the concept? So like mm-hmm. evil in, in heaven's gate has like an actual physical manifestation. Like mm. they're actually evils, actual demons. It's like implanting, you know, this, this, these ideas in your head. 
and that essentially once Jesus departed, these aliens who are just kind of hovering close to Earth, they fill the role of the patriarch, and they're trying to spread mixed truths and misinformation. Um, okay, wait. Yeah. So uh, to kind of like catch up as to where we are at, we mm-hmm. we talked about Apple White. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Have we talked about nettles yet, or Bonnie nettles at all? No, no. I'm actually about to get into that too. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna talk a little bit about um, the leader, and then he. Uh, Eventually, we'll meet this person. Okay. And that's when things start to get kind of haywire. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, but yeah, in, in, in the dilemma is, or they believe the dilemma here is, we are, um, most humans are thoroughly hooked to humanity. But through Doe, which is his name, it's spelled D D O. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was Do for the longest time. But it's called, uh, it's pronounced Doe. Uh, through him, salvation is possible. So, uh, yeah, a lot of this first part is just saying everyone has reason to doubt, but uh, believe us, because it don't make sense, really. And um, so, let me get into who Marshall Applewhite is. He was also known as Doe, a.k.a. Nincom, a.k.a. Tiddly, a.k.a. Okay. Guinea. That's how, <laughs> how many names is AKA he like? Bo. <laughs> He had a lot of names. Really? He, Wait, that's what it said? Like, he had, like, six different, a, like, a, names? A.K.A. XX Sniper Killer. He had, yeah, he had a lot of names. Um, I, I assume they're just kind of, like, they just all, like, caught on, and they're just, like, he could be called. Um, and I think a lot of it is because with the other person, the, his, his counterpart of Heaven's Gate, they had, like, an opposite name, uh, too, which is, like, uh, uh, like Bo, and the other person was like Peep or something, and uh, Bo, Pe- or, Bo or Peep, Guinea, and the other person was Pig or something. Um, anyways, he saw himself as a prophet. I hate this already. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Uh, saw himself, so he saw himself as a prophet, the next human rep- representative that would lead another group to the gates of heaven. And uh, looking into his past, he was born in Spur, Texas which actually it's only like four hours away from here. Really? It's kind of crazy, yeah. Actually, a lot of this takes place in uh, in Texas, New Mexico, and California. Okay. All right. Um, so I guess let's start a cult. Uh, <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> uh, he had an extremely religious background and actually wanted to be a minister at some point, following in the footsteps of his father, who was a Presbyterian minister. He studied philosophy and originally was a music director and performer, as well as served in the Army Signal Corps in the early 1950s, uh, after which he unsuccessfully tried his hand as a musician in, uh, in New York. Uh, so he moved there, and then he almost immediately came back. He taught at several universities, but uh, interestingly, he was fired from both, uh, for sure, from one of them because of his sexual involvement with two male students. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, he worked so, at, a, you said, a university? Two different universities, yeah. I can see where this is going. Well, I couldn't be a couldn't be a mus- uh, musician. <laughs> I, I couldn't work at the university. Well, I guess I might as well just start a cold day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I wasn't an artist, so, you, you know, know yeah. I, feel, yeah. I feel like if you really want to be the second coming of Jesus, you got to start saying this when you're like 10 years old, maybe even younger. You'll be like, yeah, I'm Jesus, guys. And right. then and then you start your cold. Not after you just could lost your job at Burger King, Yeah. you know? <laughs> It's interesting because he was like, he was involved. I saw other things he was involved in, like music. Like he directed, um, uh, uh, like uh, it was like musical uh, production, and um, just like, like <laughs> what Dan is saying, like Hitler or something. You know, he like he couldn't be an artist. Like, well, I guess I'll just commit mass genocide. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like where's the where's the correlation here? 
Um, uh, but it's interesting though because when uh, the the whole idea of because apparently for a brief amount of time he was openly gay, um, but I guess it conflicted with his religious like religious that he was movement. like trying to make. And it was like the 1960s too, so that's not really like a thing that's widely accepted yet, right? Uh, like and, AIDS, pin, like AIDS epidemic, like kind of help with that and stuff. Um, wait, what do you mean? Helped? I mean, like, would not help, but like, you know, like being gay in the in the sixties. Well, I'm pretty sure that was AIDS like wasn't a thing until like, the nineties, in late eighties. Was it? Mm-hmm. I thought yeah. it was like sixties. No, the first actually, the first instance of AIDS was actually like in the forties, but it was like it didn't spread or anything. Mm. Um. Anyways, that'd be an interesting episode to talk about AIDS mm-hmm. uh, or like terrible diseases. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. AIDS specifically, honestly, AIDS is like the AIDS epidemic is absolutely insane. All the uh, all the diseases we have like vaccines for. Like the, the crazy mm-hmm. ones, like smallpox and, you know. Um, but anyways, the, so his involvement, Polio. his sexual involvement with the two male students, it's, it's, it's interesting because uh, I was reading kind of like a, it's like a rule system uh, uh, that's also on the website. But uh, one of the things it says is, in essence, it ultimately matters little what your lifestyle, belief system, or moral values are between visitations from the level above human. The last two being 2,000 years ago and now. The important issue is the kingdom of heaven is here now in me and these students of the next level. So him having uh, uh, been openly gay or, or, or uh, you know, just talking about how all these, he'll talk about like the other people that are in, in the cult, essentially. It doesn't matter what your past is or like what your religion was at some point. It's, it's the same thing, I think, as like, you know, going, as long as you're going through Jesus, you're you're basically being right. uh, uh, you're being saved. So he's trying to save all these people. Um, <clears throat> anyways, in 1971, his father died, which left him emotionally distraught and extremely depressed. I think I said he had like opened up a delicatessen or something, and then like that was like didn't work out, and then his father died. So I think he moved. I believe he moved back to Texas. Hmm. And in a year later, less than a year later, I think in 1972. This is when he will meet his partner, Bonnie Nettles, a.k.a. T, a.k.a. Pig, a.k.a. No, no. Peep, a.k.a. Shelly West. <laughs> <laughs> that last one, Shelly yeah. West. Yeah, I think that was just like her like alibi or something. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah, it was like her, her, her like final alibi. <laughs> oh, my God. <clears throat> so, this... Shelly West. So, so she's... Her, her, I guess, role in this is even, is even crazier because, uh, uh, Marshall Applewhite, he is, or Doe, he is like Jesus incarnate, but, uh, Bonnie Nettles is even crazier. She is God. Like she's straight up God undercover (laughs) is what it says. Cause she's like, so like mystic and powerful. And it, it, it said he was saying something like, he like God was reincarnated as as her. She, she's so mystic and powerful. She makes a mean cheesecake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, not even it's like not even she understands that like she's God. Like so th- just just so he could be like completely undercover. Hi, my name's Marshall. What's your name? Oh, by the way, you're God. You want to hang out? <laughs> <laughs> um. So she was a nurse with an interest in theosophy and biblical prophecy. The two quickly became close friends, uh, and he later recalled that he felt like he had known her for a long time and concluded that they had met in a past life. 
Nettles told Applewhite their meeting had been foretold to her by extraterrestrials. And I think at this point, a lot of people, if anyone told me that, I would just be like, okay, like, that's pretty cool. But also he'd be like, this is kind of weird. Um, <laughs> How romantic and also really bizarre. <laughs> yeah, I'm totally into it. Uh, but this actually persuaded him uh, that he had a divine assignment. So he took that into account and he was like, you know what? This is a sign that she's like here telling me these things. Uh, by that time, he had begun to investigate alternatives to traditional Christian doctrine. So at this point, were they like a couple? Um, like, no, actually, um, he eventually would see her as a soulmate and their relationship would be strictly platonic. Hmm. As far as everyone else, I, I, they never were together at all. It was just oh, like, no, so he, he got stuck in the friend zone and mm-hmm. part of that helped him, uh, make a cult. Essentially. Yeah. He got friends on my, he got friends. <laughs> and... they, they all lead to, well, yeah. that didn't work out. Yeah. Let's start a cult. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's start a cult. I've got nothing left. Let's start a cult. Yeah. What, what do I have to lose? Um, let me see. I'm sorry. Um, so anyways, they would form several visits. Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to add, he actually had a couple children, uh, bef- like before with another woman, but once he was found out to have an affair with a male, uh, student, they, they got a divorce. Right. And oh, then, um, okay. I think he might've been with another woman. I think they dated, uh, but, Apparently, her parents pressured her into like leaving the the relationship or something, and so yeah, like probably because he he's slightly insane. Well, I'm a divorced 35 year old. Better start a cult. <laughs> I really see I see a running <laughs> motif. Here. Right, he needs someone. He needs you need someone in his life. A whole following of people. Uh, but they would form several businesses together and continue to read and study about mysticism and theosophy until eventually they had been convinced each other or they had convinced each other that they had been chosen to fulfill biblical prophecies and that they had been given higher level minds and other people. So they're they're pretty much full of themselves because they also right. that uh, they begin to believe that they are a uh, reincarnation of these two uh, people in the in the the. Uh, in like from the Bible, mm-hmm. I think like revelations or something. Yeah. Um, that's what it was. It was revelations. Mm-hmm. Um, so they wrote a pamphlet that described Jesus reincarnation as a Texan, a thinly veiled reference to Applewhite. Furthermore, they concluded that they were the two witnesses described in the book of revelation and okay. Yeah. yeah, And occasionally visited churches or other spiritual groups to speak of their identities, often referring to themselves as the two or the ufo too wait 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 so they pretty much like wrote out a script like a, a thing like almost like made their own uh, golden plates or like 10 commandments Ooh. they they made something and said it was given to them by someone else and that it pretty much resembles that the person handing it to them was Jesus. I, I like think that it, Apple Y was Jesus. Wait, are you saying that one of us could be Jesus right now? Yeah. Is that what you're trying to get at? <laughs> one out of three friends is actually <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Um, well, oh, I, I wasn't born in Texas. Actually, I'm out. I think it's like one of those things where it's like, uh, it, it can't, it can't go into detail of like how a, 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 an idea or concept is made. It was just created out of their mind. You know, I, I don't think there was a, the divine sign was that she moved in. She, they came together essentially. And so once they started believing that they are, um, they are divine beings, they have to like, because humans are really good at connecting the dots and creating their own stories. And mm-hmm. I think that's what, that's what they did. They were like, you know what, actually this makes sense. You know, that the extraterrestrials talk to me, maybe you're an extraterrestrial as well. 
and then it gets him thinking about it and he's like yeah actually this does make sense you know so i don't totally make sense (laughs) yeah yeah the idea was right underneath their nose the whole time um but the pair believed that they would be killed and then restored to life and, in view of others, transported onto a spaceship. This event, which they referred to as the demonstration, was to prove their claims. Mm. <laughs> to their dismay, these ideas were poorly received. <laughs> <laughs> uh, two thumbs down. Uh, so they, they began publishing ads and initially would only talk to uh, uh, converts through the phone. They initially... <laughs> Uh, so this, so I'm, I'm going to go through, they have like four different names. So. Heaven's Gate wasn't even the name of this cult until like literally the end. Yeah. Uh, the yeah, yeah. initial, they initially named the organization the Anonymous Sexaholic Celibate Church. What? <laughs> wow. What? But it soon became known as the Human Individual Metamorphosis. Human which, Individual which like, Metamorphosis? Which kind of sounds like something a villain would create for his like ultimate plan <laughs> for like humanity. It also sounds so metal. I could just yeah, like uh, I could just imagine the ad that they print like in the newspapers, like human. Uh, what was it? What was it? Human individual. <laughs> human, yeah, human individual metamorphosis. Metamorphosis. Call this number five five five. Well, yeah, I think they they did do that. So they they published ads in like USA Today and like they they put a lot of like time and money into um, getting people to to know about them. Um, so at this point in time. Applewhite still linked the idea of science and chemistry to the idea that a physical ship would come and their earthly forms would literally alter and ascend. So like he would use the words like biology and chemistry and like use science and like what, what was going to happen is the ship would come and they would, they would like literally like do some animorph stuff mm-hmm. and just transform into some other creature being that was allowed to like go up into the ship. They you would know, actually become You know what would be really different. crazy? What? Is if they were right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like we're sitting here, we're like, oh, this sounds crazy, but then can you imagine that, that actually happens one day? Right. They actually end up on a spaceship. Hail, hail, like, hail Bob comes, yeah. comes back around, orbits back near Earth, and we all just turn into like, I don't know, like Dust. weird spiritual birds, and we fly oh, off into space no. and aboard the ship and live our new life. Right, he, he got it right. It took a couple <laughs> tries, but he was the, he was the one cold. They, they actually got it right. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I do want to add in my time researching this. I guess we kind of started to touch on this before. I couldn't, I couldn't find why they adopted the spaceship idea, um, but I think it was just because they just had something. Yeah, because <laughs> I mean, once, once one, I guess just because it was just because Nettles had the idea first. They I had, think. they had to find a reason to buy those Nikes. Foreshadowing, <laughs> or Adidas, or whatever there. It was Nikes. Yeah, Nikes. it was Nikes. Foreshadowing. Um, so. They would eventually begin to do physical talks after gaining enough attention, which, by the way, was always negative. No one ever said anything positive about them at all, <laughs> and it, it, it did take a toll on on Apple White. So it always it, it would actually like hurt him like personally when people would because he's like he really thinks he's right. right. <laughs> Could you imagine like everyone like he's he's speaking to a crowd and everyone's like this is a cold get <laughs> down you're boring. <laughs> We're all gonna we're all gonna go on a spaceship. It's gonna be a great time. You're a cult. <laughs> <laughs> um, so a lot of followers and uh, people who converted would usually have a background in New Age teachings and Scientology, which in nature had very similar concepts or were structurally similar in their in their uh, methods or teaching nature. They were more spiritual and they were more focused on personal growth rather than solely on salvation. So I think this is, like I said before, this is how a lot of different um, 
this is how a lot of different cults start off. They, they do, they try and show you like, no, no, like I'm not, I'm not trying to change you. In fact, like be who you want to be, you know, that's, that's why we're accepting of you. And so that brings these people in. And then eventually they, once they have enough, uh, or the leaders have enough of a grasp on these people, then they're like, well, you know what, maybe you can change. They have enough respect for them. They're like, mm-hmm. you know, what? maybe we can do this and change that. And then they're like, yeah, yeah, maybe you're right. Um, but, uh, I'm sorry, I'll, I'll get into that a little bit, uh, more later. But over, uh, so over the course of the next several decades, the group would adopt a nomadic style of living, which continuing to, uh, while continuing to indoctrinate their followers into slowly pushing them to rely on Applewhite and Nettles as the only form of guidance. Applewhite believed that complete separation from earthly desires was a prerequisite of ascension to the next level and emphasized passages in the New Testament in which Jesus spoke about forsaking worldly attachments. Members were consequently instructed to renounce friends, family, media, drugs, alcohol, jewelry, facial hair, and sexuality. Furthermore, they were required to adopt biblical names. Applewhite and Nettles soon told them to adopt two syllable names that ended in O-D-Y and had three consonants in the first syllable. And they all got to pick their names. Hmm. So, uh, for example, you could be like Ricotti or Jamodi and... Lavodi or whatever. Nice. They really Everyone like is, nicknames in this cult. Uh, yeah, they they love nicknames, right? Mine would be Djibouti. 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 <laughs> oh, I can't. Is it, oh, isn't a vowel? The vowel oh. first syllable can't do it. Uh, I think it can be. No, no, he has a constant. Um, so Applewhite stated that these names emphasize, emphasize that his followers were spiritual tr- children. So it's just going with that whole idea of like, at first you're who it's 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 the illusion of choice because it's like right. oh yeah you can choose any name you want you know it just has to as end as it's, it's, yeah. and it's like oh yeah i do get to i i'm picking who i want to be well it's at the same time you're still doing what this person is telling you to do right. and within their own constraints of their rules i think they actually talk about that on that explained really like they they talk about it's like, like the sense that, of like yeah the sense of like you Freedom of it, choice, but yeah, it's and not like actually becoming yeah. a new becoming a new person. But really, you're still under like the guidance or the guys. The guys, of right? Like someone is. It's know. more. It's a more uh, advanced form of it in the way that you would do to like your kid or yeah. something. You know, because yes, you're like yes. you tell it, <laughs> but the kids don't understand. It's like if you tell your kid, you know, it's not like hey, turn the game off. You need to go to sleep. It's like, well, do you want to go to sleep at nine thirty? You want to go to sleep at ten? In their right. head, the idea is they're going to go to sleep no matter what. Not. Yeah not going to sleep or playing video games or doing whatever. So mm-hmm. it's just a more extreme version of that. Um, so many callers, uh, excuse me, many scholars tend to avoid saying that what they did was brainwashing. In fact, uh, uh, what the followers were given was it, it was that illusion of choice where, um, so they increasingly created tasks that involved isolation from others in the group in order to avoid any insubordination or schisms, uh, as well as repress all forms of sexual desire as these were human needs and they would no longer need them. At one point, followers were told to stand outside all night to await what they thought was an early arriving ship, only to be told it was a test. <laughs> so it's just strengthening, like, oh, you did it, you know? However many people were there, like, yeah, we did it. Like, this is, like, and he would, you know, congratulate them. So it's just creating this bond right. of, like, you know, he they're, they're not doing anything bad, they're not right. doing anything wrong, you know? They're just like, he's giving them an opportunity and they're excelling. And so it's like, you know what? This guy really cares about me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, he, and, you know, I think I think uh, 
maybe in in comparison to a lot of other people he actually really believed in like what he was doing and it wasn't like he was trying to manipulate people i think he really did believe he right. really did think what he was doing was right right um and when followers were asked about him they all really liked him and they didn't like him liken him to a dictator at all they really felt like he was a really laid back fatherly figure and when from what i watched some of the videos of him and he seems like he does seem like a pretty chill dude um seems like a guy i'd want to hang out with yeah you know? yeah yeah he's got some ideas maybe there go catch I want to adopt. Or something. <laughs> Um, so the group would travel mainly between Texas, New Mexico, California, setting up camps, or when given the proper funding from wealthier followers, they would live in houses in more condensed living spaces or maybe like a little bit spread out. Um, and Doe and T would usually be in the same house together and they would like block out the windows mm-hmm. uh, and just be very like secluded. And I'd read that as time went on, he... Uh, they both kind of stopped talking to their followers as much. Like they were like, they'd loosen the grasp a little bit and then they would kind of like come back and, and make things like more strict. Um, so many in the group worked on cars or computers to, uh, to make money, uh, for the entire group. Um, by the end of it, how many people were following this? Um, it was all the people that died in the suicide. Okay. Um, do you, Which, do you have the number or like you waiting to like say it? So I'll, yeah, I'll get to it. It's at the, it's at the mm-hmm. very end. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, many of the group worked on cars and computers and on several occasions, uh, they were allowed to go home or visit family as proof, uh, as proof that they were not being held against their will. However, they were only allowed to say that they're working on computers in a monastery, which that would just raise so many questions to me as like <laughs> yeah. a parent. Like, that doesn't I'm, I'm working on my car in a synagogue <laughs> I gotta go return these videotapes in 1985 Nettles died after cancer had spread to her lungs and uh, actually she died in Dallas mm-hmm. uh, actually yeah. at Parkland Memorial Hospital oh my and, god I've been there doing too, too many times uh, I should add that while it could be seen that she indulged and encouraged Applewhite's delusions some believe that she actually kept him from mentally deteriorating and further from when she met him because he had just, he was like distraught from his his dad dying, right. and then he met her, and so like who knows like what he would have would have done like mm-hmm. after that, um, maybe he wouldn't have created the cult, um, but her death became a turning point for the cult. At one point, they actually believed that Nettles was a mortal, and that like whenever she had cancer, because I had read that they actually had to remove her eye because of the cancer and they're like, well, she's not going to die. You know, like she's God, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) she like, she, she can't die. Right. Uh, but now the dialogue had to switch tracks and what he would, what he told his followers was that Nettles had so much energy. She could no longer remain in her human form. Oh my God. You kidding me? It was always believed that she was more divine than Apple white. So it, it, it made sense. And I think the they they like understood that like okay yeah like they just they just kind of like went along that, with that. totally they makes just, sense yeah they just <laughs> gave like a false explanation like, as okay. to like why she died yeah and 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 so at this point it was always uh, the idea had always been that the followers would be alive for the ascension so they like transform into like whatever sort mm-hmm. of whatever that would be chemically but her death made it clear that the spirit is what's needed to move to the next level. So the group, the, so the group became increasingly more focused on Applewhite. He, uh, this is 
obviously very hard on him that his like his 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 soulmate is now gone uh so he uh uh he's now the most important figure of the movement and uh rather than these past ideas of self self growth he became increasingly paranoid and began to preach more of apocalypse and the idea that garden earth was to be recycled and quote spaded under and he feared he were to be assassinated so very few new recruits were allowed to be added because mm. he didn't want he didn't want new people to come in he thought maybe someone was going to kill him right um because i think i think waco had happened at this point i think it, i think it might have mentioned that he was like afraid that like people would see them as that happened in 1993 i believe okay okay it is getting closer to that point because this happens in 1996 mm-hmm. um now it should be noted and you were asking this earlier that throughout this time the group's numbers have fluctuated from hundreds at one point to as low as 26 people wow however as applewhite became older and more fearful of his own mortality in part due to the belief he also had cancer, the idea of suicide to reach the next level materialized as a more viable option, hmm. especially considering that he knew there could be no successor because he believes he's Jesus. You know? Right. So right. it's like only, only through I'm, him, you got to go with him. Look, I know I said I'm, probably, I'm not going to die, but I'm going to die, guys. So I'm taking y'all with me. <laughs> <laughs> You're going down with the ship. Um. So in 1993, I'm going up to the ship. Oh hey, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah <I'll go. laughs> very true. Yeah. Um, so 1993, the group took on the name Total Overcomers Anonymous and spent thirty thousand dollars to develop a 12-part video series, which led to 20 former members to return. I've so, actually, I think I've seen snippets <laughs> of that. Is it of is it of Apple White talking? Well, I don't think I've seen those. I haven't those videos seen. Like I haven't seen the twelve part thing, but the the two things that are on uh, that I watched like a, a good a good little chunk of is uh, it's called Doe's Final Exit, mm-hmm. and he is up on stage. It's really it's really like I don't know the the way he's filming it. It's like they have the a live feed of him on stage also being projected behind him on stage. So mm-hmm. it's just like that, like, I'm sure you do this all the time. Oh, I know what you're like, talking about. If you're recording something on your computer and just goes like this deep hole of yeah, like wormhole. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's like what it looks like on stage. And, um, he's just kind of like explaining, uh, uh, he's, he's explaining what they're about to do like mm-hmm. before they commit the whole suicide. And the, the other video is their final, it's their, their final words to like anyone, um, everyone before they actually like commit suicide. Uh, now he did believe I had I had read, and in the video he talks about this like what they are saying. He he doesn't believe what they're doing is suicide. He never uses that term, mm-hmm. uh, because he they he believes that they are they're they're just leaving their vehicles. Their souls are leaving. Yeah, they yeah. they call their bodies vehicles, so they're just going to a new vehicle essentially. AKA Mazda CX five. Yes, or mm-hmm. a Ford Ford mm-hmm. Fiesta. Um, hey. Uh, by the way, I was gonna ask you, Dan. Did you, have you, did you hear about that Candace girl? No, no, <laughs> not not on not on this podcast. Getting sucked. No. Is- Anyways, in uh in 1996, the group rented a mansion in Rancho Santa Fe, which they nicknamed the monastery, where they would commit their ritual mass suicide. Okay. Uh, that year they recorded two video messages. One titled Doe's Final Exit, which I was uh, kind of talking about earlier. And the uh, the other one would be their final remarks, I guess, on, before they before they commit suicide. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, all what's interesting is uh, in comparison to like all these other cults, everyone is so they're just so happy. They're like all enlightened, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's like they're it's I don't don't know. It's almost like I have this is this is going to be very controversial for me to say, but it's like almost have like no problem with them having like done it in that in compared to like Jonestown, they like forced those people to do it. Mm-hmm. Some of them obviously were wanting to do it, but like they wouldn't let the kids leave the, like little children and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, they, all these people were saying like, like I'm, I'm not being, I can leave whenever I want to. Mm-hmm. This is what I feel like I, I need to do, which is really sad. It is really sad. Cause like, it was like one of the, one of the two of the people, it's like the guy and his son. And I think he was the youngest person there. And he was like only 26. Wow. Uh, with the oldest person being 70 years old. See at 70, <clears throat> it's like, you're pretty much at the end of your life. I wonder how many people just like decide whenever that old, like, Hmm, maybe I could just join a cult, see what it's like. Well, I think what's crazy though, is that most of the people that, uh, at least 20 of the people or more, uh, no, I'm sorry. I don't know I'm getting a number, but, um, a lot of the people that were in this cult had been there the entire time. So mm. it's like the most devout people that, that decided to, to do this. And I think it was like, um, most of them had been in part of it being part of that whole like nomadic lifestyle mm-hmm. for, for at least 20 years. Okay. So like there was, there was no way they were, they were already, they were, they're already, into yeah, yeah, already there. And, uh, it, it's, it is sad though. Cause it's like some of the people they're like, Oh yeah. Uh, you know, they left it for a while and they hated it and they came back because it's like, they felt that, that sense of, 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 of belonging mm-hmm. and they, they, they couldn't acclimate to like the, the normal world where it's just like everyone is, you're just another cog mm-hmm. in the system. And so they're going back to where these people know them. They, they have their own, they have their place for them there. And, um, so it's like, they almost, they almost were able to get out, you know, but then they were, they were, they were there. They, they were back right. in, back in it, baby. Um, but in the in the uh, the video, uh, he offers their viewers a last chance to evacuate Earth. Uh, around the same time, they learned of the or around the same time of of, of going to the monastery, uh, they learned the approach of the comet Hale Bopp. Applewhite now believed that Nettles was aboard a spaceship trailing the comet, and that she planned to rendezvous with them. It's unclear why he believed this, but this is also <laughs> when they took. <laughs> this is also why they took on the final. It's line unclear why. It's unclear why I believe this, and no one will ever know. <laughs> yeah, no one will ever know. The world will never know. Uh, but I think it's just like with everything else. They just he was just coming up with it, and he was he was literally making it up as he goes. He looked in the newspaper one time, mm-hmm. and it was like, hmm, comment coming. Oh, that must be Bonnie. <laughs> yeah, he actually he takes a magnifying glass and zooms on the picture of the comment, and he sees like a like a little <laughs> metal ship like right behind it. Like, <laughs> my God, <laughs> oh my God, there it is. Uh, so on March 22nd, 1997, and I believe in 90, so in 96 of oh, October of 96 is when they, they, uh, they <laughs> she, get the monastery or she, the, the mansion. She calls this house. <laughs> so, hey, I'm on this ship, dude. Uh, <laughs> hey, I'm coming in like the next couple of weeks. Oh, one second. I'm going through a tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going through a wormhole real quick. Hold uh, on. <laughs> going through a wormhole. Okay. Yeah. We're, we're going to be in there like two weeks. Y'all need to like, I, I don't know. Just off yourself. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, don't forget to buy the shoes though. I'm you're cutting out. I'm sorry. He's like, he's like, wait, who's your, who's your provider? I have sprint. Okay. That makes, that makes sense. <laughs> I'm going through a nebula. <laughs> um, anyways. Uh, so on March 22nd, 1997, 
39 people took uh, phenobarbital mixed with applesauce and the, and pudding and then washed down uh, washed it down with vodka. Mm. Uh, and I think that's a a Sam. You know this, it's right? A, tra- Bar- it's a, a barbit it's, a barbiturate. It's a, yeah, it's a right. Barbiturate. Which like, what does that it's do? Like a tranquilizer. Okay. If you take enough of a tranquilizer, it will kill you. Okay. So they made it bearable to to uh, <laughs> eat. Um, mm. Pleasant enough, I guess. I, I don't know. I, I got to try it. But. It's it's kind of like uh, whenever they got their uh, their nicknames, but he's still controlling it. He's like, "All right, you guys, you can have anything for your last meal as long as it's pudding or applesauce, <laughs> and then wash it down with any sort of liquor as long as it's vodka." <laughs> wow, the, the the choices they're is. unlimited. <laughs> you can what? have Grey Goose or Smirnoff. That's all we got. Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot. Uh, I forgot to say uh, one last part. Um, in that. After they made that twelve-part video series, uh, right before this, it pretty much reached its its peak conformity because he, um, for for a while now, he had been pushing that idea of sexual repression. But I think it started to become like a really big focal point too. And this is when they were required to have similar haircuts and clothes, mm. and they all adopted this like this like not like a bowl cut or something. It, it, it's like it's like short hair all the men if they had hair they would get this like imagine like when i think of it i think it's like like jim carrey from like dumb and dumber mm-hmm. like it looks like a child's haircut or something yeah and so like all the women had this all the men had this and um uh real quick uh one thing one thing yeah. to note because I, I think you might have uh not written about it, but I saw it on Wiki. Is uh, you know how they had that house in Santa Fe? Uh-huh. There's a little snippet about it saying mm-hmm. that they paid about seven thousand per month mm-hmm. in cash. Uh, and that same month, the group purchased alien abduction insurance. Oh yeah, that would cover yeah. up to fifty members and would pay out one million per person. So nice. They so- they got insurance <laughs> right. for alien abduction. Right. What a. What a- what a great way who to is, make some money. Yeah, can I can I like get that through like State Farm or something? I wonder who they're. Pro- <laughs> I wonder who's providing that. Who is your that, provider? Right? Like, they're they're never. What a crazy idea. They're never. That. The I'm, number of payouts that they that company has had to do is like they're just literally just taking money. Yeah, I, I'm gonna start my own company like that now. <laughs> um. So while uh, I'm sorry, where was I? Okay, so they took the applesauce. Drank the uh, drank the vodka, uh, but they were also uh, to, to symbolize a form of unity. They will all they were all wearing Nike shoes, black clothes, and patches that read "Heaven's Gate Away Team." Uh, they also asphy- asphyxiated with a plastic bag over their heads, which afterwards they were arranged neatly in uh, I guess like a, like a bunk like, beds. Yeah, like bunk beds, uh, and they put a purple cloth over their their over them to uh, for for privacy. Um. They also had some money and IDs next to them, and I think it was five dollars and some change. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I had read at first; I, I thought it had something to do with like it was like uh, this. This turned out to be false because it was like oh, it was like fair to get onto like the spaceship or something. But um, it was actually this is intergalactic tax. Like <laughs> yeah, they're about their souls about to get on. They're just like like take it, please. Like I'll be five. I'll be five thirty-five. I don't have my wallet on me. <laughs> it's a, listen, are you getting on the bus or not? <laughs> Next job, Glargon 3. <laughs> um, so actually, it was a joke uh, between all of them that was like whenever they were going out to do a job 
it was like uh it was something for like vagrancy laws and like money to call like use a payphone or something and so it was like a joke that was like this is the last time they're going to be leaving the house mm-hmm. so it's like they just put the money right there hmm. um apparently they chose the nikes because they got a really good deal on them <laughs> so there was a uh oh and also i think i had read that doe uh <laughs> they look pretty they look pretty slick um apparently doe he really liked nikes so he was required that you like nikes as well as part of the cult wasn't it like, also something like, that like they used like the they said instead of just do it they just said like just do it yeah it was just just, just do, do it, it yeah. for them yeah it was the, like a uh, joke the marshal's like walking by a pay less and he's like oh <laughs> buy one get one free sale <laughs> all right we're time it's time to do it <laughs> <laughs> i was looking for divine sign it looks like <laughs> it's, it's god is telling me now everybody me everybody meet the house <laughs> yeah the the guy's like the guy the cashier or cashier selling the shoes like oh yeah and this for like some some sort of party or something something like that yeah <laughs> you, you can say you can say that you can say that i mean we're ascending join us 7 p.m yeah. Do I get a free pair of shoes? <laughs> he's, he's like, hey, you should come. You should come to the party. Yeah. Guy shows up late. Yeah, he is. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like fixing. He's like fixing his new haircut. Yeah. Like, I hope, I hope I look okay. He has like, he has like a bunch of beers with him. Like, is it, B- is it BYOB? Guys, <laughs> guys, <laughs> smells awful in here. Oh man, we're terrible. <laughs> oh. Oh no! Oh man, oh, I guess no. uh, I guess I'm too late. Everyone went to sleep already. Everybody passed out already. <laughs> man, that was a party hard. Well, uh, I guess I'll see myself out. <laughs> Could you imagine like going home to your like misses or something? Like, you would not believe the party I just walked into. Like, <laughs> yeah, it must oh. have been a complete rager. Oh man, you would not believe. It was guys. like seven afternoon. Everybody was only passed out. <laughs> it's alright. I still got Marshall's number. I'll call him later. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh, man. oh wow we are we're not ascending <laughs> that's for sure uh anyways they also changed the website they they finally changed the website to like the haley uh hail ben's comet or something they like changed the name i think get on it right now like towards Re- the end get on it right now change computer yeah they changed I, the, the I, website i, I went to the website though oh it, like maybe still- they changed like their name it's I still think. it's still called Heaven's Gate. Oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure You're I was it, I was man. on it. Yeah, um, <clears throat> so what they would do is they had um, while they're doing this like this ritual suicide, they would they they went through in like groups so that they could like um, take care of the bodies or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, Apple White was one of the last four to commit suicide. Three people helped him, and then um, they then then the last three um, committed suicide. Mm. Uh, their bodies were found four days later after a former member was given a message of their doing and he went to investigate, which if I was in that guy's position, that's absolutely terrifying because, so what they did was they sent like packages to like several different, maybe like, I think one of them was like a news outlet and some other, another one was like, uh, uh, some sort of event that they did like declined to be at. Mm-hmm. And one of them was like individually, this guy, his name was like something D'Angelo and, um, he like got the he got the the message like in the mail like a couple of days later, which I, I feel like it's like really fast to get it. But once he got that message in the mail saying like 
we're you know we're no longer here like we have exited our bodies he was like he showed his he showed his boss and he's like hey this this doesn't sound good i'm gonna go (laughs) check it out so he got a ride to the um to the mansion which the side door was left intentionally unlocked and he went in and then he like recalls just like immediately a pungent odor because it's like it's like it's like how long how long after was it it had been um four days Oh wow! And it was like in California, and it was like the California heat or something. Yeah. Just the ACs not on. It's like immediately, just like they're already de- the bodies were already decomposing. Uh, and so he he originally had left an anonymous tip, and then it was like revealed that it was like him later on. But he like went in with like a video camera too, and there's like footage of that. I've <clears> seen that. Um. So so this is what I was talking about real quick. So just before the mass suicide, the group's website was updated <laughs> with the message. Hale Bop brings closure to Heaven's Gate. Our 22 years of classroom here on planet Earth is finally coming to conclusion, graduation, from the human evolutionary level. We are happily prepared to leave this world and go with T's crew. Mm. Jeez. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, so that's pretty much the end of that. I, I did see some, so according to Heaven's Gate, uh, once the individual has perfected himself through the process, there were four methods to enter or graduate to the next level. And um, so as as time went on, obviously you change it from like, you know, physical, the whole like physical uh, ascension, and then it's like a spiritual ascension. Mm-hmm. And um, so some of these some of these rules to become a graduate one the physical pickup onto a Tela spacecraft and transfer to a next level body aboard that craft uh in this version what professor uh a professor zeller calls a ufo version of the rapture an alien spacecraft would descend to earth and collect apple white and nettles and their followers and their human bodies would be transformed through biological and chemical processes to perfected beings this and other ufo related beliefs held by the group have led some to observe to characterize that group as a type of ufo religion which he does say like in the video like we're not a ufo religion even though they at one point during the demonstration they call themselves the two ufo or the ufo too so mm-hmm. um to natural death accidental death or death from random violence here the graduating soul leaves the human container for a perfected next level body uh three outside persecution that leads to death after the deaths of the Branch Davidians in Waco, Texas, and the events involving Randy Weaver at Ruby Ridge, Applewhite was afraid the American government would murder the members of Heaven's Gate. And lastly, willful exit from the body in a dignified manner. Near the end, Applewhite had a revelation that they might have to abandon their human bodies and achieve the next level as Jesus had done. Um, so that's eventually like how it happened. Mm-hmm. And so he, again, with the that correlation or that... Um, maybe more symbolism in in how when Jesus comes, the second coming of Christ, everyone who's died and accepted Jesus, they're they're able to go mm-hmm. to, to, to heaven now. Right. And so like it's the same thing he was he was wanting every other past dead member would be able to like ascend as well with uh with the I so I guess I guess they're gonna have to wait for uh, okay. we're gonna have to wait. Like are we the third? Is one of us the third um, representative? You know, uh, probably not. Yes, <laughs> the third coming of Christ. <laughs> the third coming. Yeah, the third coming. He already came, and he's he's gone already. So we missed that. I mean, but he went out with some pretty sweet kicks on. <laughs> yeah, I was only three. No, four. I was four years old when that happened. Right? 
You'd be five. What not? What year? 1997, March 22nd, 1997. Yeah, that's fine. I didn't yeah, get a, I didn't get a old. chance. Didn't get a chance. Dang. But yeah, I want to I want to go back and like really because the videos I didn't really have time to watch them all the way through, but um, they're like t- almost two hours long each, and it's just like I'm I'm always just so interested. It's fascinating, really, by how these are just by all means ordinary people. Mm-hmm. They they can they have their own ability to. Uh, deduce and come to the you know their user comprehension skills to um determine whether or not what they see is like what they truly believe Mm -hmm. and especially in a time before so much misinformation being spread so easily through the internet um just how some a group of people two people can manipulate you into thinking something um and they truly believe that what they were doing is is correct you know it. and it's in and, and they no one like i said nobody did it um uh nobody did it without uh well being forced mm-hmm. to do it and everyone is like always like constantly smiling and everything and it's just like wow it's like it's nothing in my opinion like a lot of these other groups where they just have to like force all these people to do it and apparently it was it was the largest mass suicide since jonestown massacre which but, we'll talk about Right, right, but sorry, that ran a little bit longer no, than, than I thought. But um, it was really, really cool, and I learned a lot about something that I was interested in before. And now I'm going to re-listen to Drab, Ma- Drab Majesty's album and just like look at all the lyrics because they're super, super interesting. Oh yeah, now that you know like much more about mm-hmm. just having to get in general, like the names of the songs. Like one of them is called Thirty Nine by Design, which mm-hmm. is in reference to thirty nine people who died. Oh, um, yeah. Another one's called Dot and Sky. The first song is called Dot and Sky, and I think it's in reference to like the comet. Mm-hmm. Probably the comet. And then the Not Just a Name is about how they all had to change their names in like the cult. Mm. But yeah, oh. now I'll, 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 I'll show like a video after we're done. But well, Sam, what do you got? Um, well, I got a couple of just small just snippets about some other cults and and, and things like that, and then I got a little bit more information on Branch Davidians. Uh, would you like to me go? You want to go? I'll go. You know, to you. you can, yeah. You well, go first. Uh, okay, so I guess we'll we'll start out uh, small, so then we can kind of go like go back and forth. So, uh, one of the things I want to talk about was uh, Christian Science, and I got like a couple things on this. This was uh, something that we actually talked about a while back on our podcast. We, actually, we did talk about this. Yeah. You you had you ran someone to uh, not a hospital, but like almost it was a, a, ner- it was a, a Christian nurse. Christian Science mm-hmm. nurse. Christian Science nursing home. nursing home, right? Mm-hmm. And you weren't able to touch him. Uh, he he said he was like uh, part of the Christian Science, and you guys weren't able to do anything. Yeah, we couldn't take his vitals. Right. Couldn't, couldn't take his anything. vitals or anything. So Christian Science is a set of beliefs and practices belonging to the meta metaphysical family of new religious movements. It was developed in 19th century New England by Mary Baker Eddy, who argued in her 1875 book South uh, Science and Health with key to the scriptures that sickness is an illusion that can be corrected by prayer alone. <laughs> so imagine your, your like head gets chopped off or something. <laughs> just, just pray it back on. Pray it back on. <laughs> Arm gets chopped off. No, we can't put that back on. Mm-hmm. We're just going to pray it. So the book, I said, I gen- genuinely, I mean, I hate to, to, I mean, I hate to say this, you know, I, I think I find religion super interesting. And I do. I think I, you know, I look up stuff all the time about different religions, but uh, when it comes to Christian science and just working in the medical field, I am very contradictory. I am not <laughs> right, about it. I'm not about it. Yeah. I'm not about it whatsoever. Yeah. So real quick, the book 
became Christian Science's central text along with the Bible, and by 2001, it had sold over 9 million copies. Wow. Wow. That's bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's see what else uh wait do you have a do you have a small one as uh well? yeah sure uh so another cult that i have here is uh called the aetherius society which sounds super metal but uh founded in the mid-1950s by a former british taxi driver aetherius is a new age religion whose belief systems are built around the idea that a series of cosmic masters most of them from venus to saturn of that course, sounds metal yeah i know cosmic masters uh control the fate of humanity additionally they uh you know i found a lot of this stuff uh there's a lot of interesting stuff about cult online i can tell you that but additionally they focus heavily on uh prayer and spiritually charging the earth to make way for the new master a messianic figure who will descend to earth in a flying saucer armed with in quotes magic more powerful than in quotes the combined mirror to, uh materialistic might of all the armies Wow. <laughs> so pretty much Jesus is going to come down in a flying saucer and he's just going to start mowing down people. It's interesting that he has to, he's so powerful but he still needs like a, ve a vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like Why can't yeah. he just fly? Yeah, can he just breathe in space? Why does he be in a flying saucer? Yeah. Yeah, cuz if it's more powerful than all the armies Right, I feel like you'd have to you'd have to have those those powers. Yeah. Um anyway, that's all I got for that one. Go ahead, Dan. Okay, let's see. Uh We'll, uh, we'll do the Church of Scientology. So okay. Church of Scientology is a group of interconnected corporate entities and other organizations devoted to the practice, administration, and dissemination of Scientology, which is variously defined as a cult, a business, or a new religious movement. Um, so obviously everyone knows what Church of Scientology is one way or another. Um, one thing that I wanted to grab from it that I was interested in interested in was uh, what kind of celebrities were uh, part of Church of Scientology. So many. Because Tom Cruise. So, yeah, yeah Tom you Cruise guys know. I think John Travolta. Yes, John Travolta. Those were the two that yeah, I recognized from this list. Yeah, John Travolta and uh, Tom Cruise. Um, but other, other ones that maybe our listeners would know is uh, maybe uh, – Jenna Elfman or Catherine Bell, Anna Archer. Let me, let me check to see, see if you uh, see any there. Was was Adam Sandler? No, maybe just think no. of Jewish. No. Yeah, he's definitely Jewish. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Elizabeth Moss. Elizabeth oh, Moss. Uh, other than that. By though, the way, we're on a list now, so. Yeah. We're all. I guess a, I think a lot of them are probably uh, authors. We're all gonna get mm -hmm. bullied now. Probably been stalked by Scientologists. Well, they can, they can come for me. I'm ready. Um, is that what you got on uh, Scientology? Yeah, uh, except for like the church, uh, the church movement uh, has been subjected to a number of controversies, and the church has described has been described by government inquiries, international parliamentary bodies, scholars, law lords, and numerous superior court judgments as both a cult and manipulative profit-making business. So pretty much there's all these people in the world that are agreeing that mm -hmm. this is a cult, and then the Church of Scientology is like, we're not a cult. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I saw when I was at... Yeah, um, whatever. I was at Half Price Books. I think it's actually the biggest Half Price Books in the nation, right? It's like in Dallas. It's really, it's really big, it's really cool. Really? Mm -hmm. But I saw in the like religion and philosophy section, like the complete works of like l ron hubbard for like scientology mm -hmm. and they're like those they're like dianetics these, right uh yeah i believe so and um 
it had like the the uh, I want to say it was actual like the, the VHS tapes in it. Like <laughs> really? it was they were like that old. Had like the VHS tape. It had like the they were like these really thick like spiral bound books. Wow. And I was they weren't super expensive. I was so tempted to just <laughs> buy them because I want to know. It's like that's like that's a coffee table book right there. Yeah, and <laughs> just because it's cool. it's a real conversation starter. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and so <clears throat> Scientology teaches that people are immortal spiritual beings who have forgotten their true nature. That's what I got on Scientology. See, I'd always seen whenever like the celebrities talk about it, they're like, like it's just a they they see it as a ways to it's like about self improvement. Mm-hmm. That's what they always talk about, like well, self improvement and like wealth. About they, are you and, about what they actually believe in? Uh, no, like the the what, sci-fi type. The sci-fi. <laughs> type. So yeah. there's different levels of of like how much you can learn in Scientology. You have to mm-hmm. level up, like, and I think by leveling up, you actually have to donate money. So there you go. That's the kind of type of type of quote unquote religion we're talking about here. Um, but uh, like. Well, never mind. I'm just gonna. <laughs> anyway, so they uh, they start leveling up and getting to different levels of of understanding of Scientology and of the understanding of Dianetics. And once you get to the top level, they tell you, okay, this is what happened. Lord Zenu came to Earth, which is some some. He, Lord Zenu was from the Galactic Confederation or something like that, mm-hmm. millions of years ago. Froze a bunch of aliens, took them to Earth, and then dropped them into a volcano. And then all their souls are flying out, and that's why we have like evil in the world. Hmm. That is a roundabout way of of what they believe in. But you can look <laughs> that up. That's exactly what they believe in. Uh, Lord Zeno. So, or that that Lord Zeno brought the evil to Earth. And it's also kind of it's weird how like he was a he was a science fiction writer. He was so he was like a why author. <laughs> so like it, it shouldn't add up that this is also just like yeah. science fiction as well. Like wait, you're telling me. Oh, this is this this one is real versus his <laughs> <Right>. other books. <laughs> right, you can make a religion out of this. <laughs> um, Dan, I th- I saw that you had something about the order of the solar temple. Uh, how much you got on it? Because I got a decent amount. Why don't you go and then I'll like fill okay. in. We'll tag team this one. So so metal. Yeah, yeah, order right. the order of the solar temple. Gosh, so, that's so cool. So cool. <laughs> um, this secret society's beliefs and activities involved a mix of early Christianity, UFOs, New Age philosophy, and Freemason rituals. They were mostly a peaceful organization with some unconventional beliefs, including death is only an illusion and life continues on other planets, until uh, some really bad stuff happened. Um, <laughs> and I'll go on to that. Uh, so <clears throat> I'm going to do this in the order of, uh, of badness, of, I guess... Uh, uh, heinous heinousness um, 12 followers uh, in uh, this looks like shortly after 1994 uh, 12 followers performed a ritual last supper subsequently uh, a mass murder and murders in uh, I guess were conducted in this uh, I'm sorry this is all over the place um, I'll just tell you the, the good stuff 15 inner circle members from the uh, temple of the solar uh, or the order of the temple uh, solar temple <laughs> I guess the so so much stuff going on. Uh, committed suicide with poison. Thirty were killed by bullets or smothering, and eight others were uh, killed by other means. So pretty okay, much, so like this, this was actually they didn't want to do it. And they yeah, were like, so this was like fifty. This is like fifty people who died um, mm. due to either by suicide or because they didn't want to do it, and they just were murdered by other members. Um, mm. In in Western Switzerland, this happened. Uh, Many of the victims were found in a secret underground chapel lined with mirrors and other items of Templar symbolism. So the big thing about the uh, order of the uh, solar uh, temple was that they were all, they believed that they were the descendants of Templars. 
hmm. or Templars. Um, their bodies were dressed in the order ceremonial robes and were in a circle, feet together, heads outwards, most with plastic bags tied over their heads, um, and they all have been shot in the head. So uh, whether you liked it or not, you were going to die for, for the order. Um, another uh, mass death uh, mass death incident related to the order of the temple, the solar temple, took place during the night between the 15th and 16th December 1995. 16 bodies were discovered in a star formation in the mountains of France, or in the Veracours mountains of France. It was found later that two of them were shot and the others then committed suicide by firearm or immolation. Uh, one of the dead included Olympian Edith Bonlu, who had competed in the world's down or the women's downhill uh, downhill skiing at the 1956 Winter Olympics. Pretty interesting, and probably the most screwed up one is in October 1994. Um, How are they not like completely investigated? Like I don't know. You know, it's like it, re- right? I did a lot of reading about this, and I was like, I've, I've never heard of this. You know, yeah, but there's so much that's going on. Um, there was a lot. A lot of people died. Uh, in 1994, Tommy uh, Tommy Detroit uh, <laughs> Tommy Detroit, who I guess was a member of of this order, his infant son aged three months, was killed at the group center in the Morin Heights in Quebec. The baby had been stabbed repeatedly with a wooden stake. Oh it is believed God. that uh, DeMambro, uh, which is another uh, member of the order, ordered the murder because he identified the baby as the Antichrist described <laughs> in the Bible. He believed that the Antichrist was born in order to prevent DeMambro from succeeding in his spiritual aim, which was to for the betterment of the order of the solar temple. How do you de- how do you determine the babies in the Antichrist? You're just like, so what do you think about uh, Exodus and or the book of Revelation? Which one's your favorite? Goo goo. <laughs> Gaga. Okay, sounds about right. All right, go ahead, Dan. That's all I got in the uh, order of the solar temple. Now you pretty much summed it up. Uh, I got a lot of that too. But yeah, that's uh, it's pretty jacked up. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I got, go, go ahead and go to Jonestown, then I got one more. Okay, I could do Jonestown. Okay, so Jonestown, we go a little bit more in depth on, not as in depth as uh, Heaven's Gate, um, but we got some got some stuff on Jonestown. So the Jonestown uh, incident happened through the cult called the People's Temple of the Disciples of Christ. Commonly shortened as People's Temple was an American new religious organization which existed between 1954 and 1978. And it was originally founded in Indianapolis, Indiana by Reverend Jim Jones. The People's Temple spread a message that combined elements of Christianity with communist and socialist ideology with an emphasis on radical uh, racial equality. So despite exaggerated claims by the temple of 20,000 or more members, one source claims its greatest uh, actual registered membership was around 3,000 people. Um, hmm. I'd seen, I remember watching like a, a documentary about this and the early, I know like I'd mentioned before, the all these early videos are like of, the, of, of Jim Jones. He... It did. It did seem really radical, but in a very positive way, because like the whole racial equality thing, and him being like, because it, mm-hmm. it was it was like Christian, right? Yeah, like Christian. Off as a with, Christian. Yeah, yeah, with like some emphasis on communism <clears throat> and socialism I- ideologies. Right, and it was like seemed pretty good, like what he was doing at at first. So. Yeah, it is actually like very surprising how my how many 
followers he got, you know, compared to like other sorts of cults where, mm-hmm. you know, it's less than a hundred people and stuff, but this one is insane. But yeah. So however, around 5,000 individual membership cards were located in the temple records after its disillusion. So maybe they had 5,000, not all at like one point, but over the course of the time mm-hmm. uh, up to around 5,000. That's a lot. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. It's quite a bit. Uh, so the temple is best known for the events of November 18th, 1978 in, don't, uh, don't say it. Don't say it. It was in South America, right? It is in South America. Was it in, was it in Guyana? Guyana. Dude. Oh my gosh. I, I, I was like trying to test myself. If I remember where it was. I'm actually, it was Guyana. It's whatever. Guyana, Guyana. <laughs> um, thanks for saying it. Cause I didn't know how, how to actually pronounce I think it that is country. Guyana. Yeah. Guyana. Um, and this is where 909 people died in a mass suicide or mass murder as a remote in a remote settlement called Jonestown. So Jonestown. How creative. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Jones saw Jonestown as both a socialist paradise and a sanctuary from the media scrutiny that startled uh, that it started with uh, the King solving articles. Uh, I guess it was like some, uh, some article came out as to where it was like totally just calling out again. This is a cult. This isn't real. And Mm -hmm. he got upset. So he moved everyone. Um, So former temple member, Tim Carter said the temple uh, moved to Jonestown because quote in 74, we saw uh, uh, what we saw in the United States was creeping fascism. Carter explained it was fascism. Fascism, yeah. Um, Carter explained it was apparent that corporations or uh, or the uh, multinationals were getting much larger. Their influence was growing within the government, and the United States is a racist place. So they were saying this about the United States. Yeah, they they moved away from the United States because they saw United States as the enemy. Mm. It's kind of interesting how. like a lot of these cults were like mostly had to do with UFOs <laughs> and mm-hmm. this one actually is, is more, it's like more geopolitical mm-hmm. really, in a way, yeah. you know? Okay. So with that happening, he said the temple concluded that Guyana was a place in a black country where our black members could live in peace. It was a socialist government and it was the only English speaking country in South America. So Guyana, that's the place to go because they could still, communicate with everyone right um for some reason i always thought it was in africa in south america wait guiana it's french guiana right isn't that what it's called it it just says guiana on this i'll look it up go ahead um let's see so the incident at jonestown resulted in the greatest single loss of american civilian life in a deliberate act prior to terrorist attack september 11th 2001 so this was huge. Almost a thousand people died under this. Under, yeah, that's um, so crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That evening in Jonestown, Jones ordered his congregation to drink a uh, concoction of cyanide-laced grape-flavored Kool-Aid. Drinking um, the Kool-Aid. Drinking the Kool-Aid. Uh, in all, 918 people died, including 276 children. A lot of people don't know that's where that comes from. Mm-hmm. That's Drink, saying. Yeah, you're drinking, so you're drinking the Kool-Aid. The Kool-Aid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Saying like, oh, you're, you're conforming, mm-hmm. pretty much. Mm-hmm. 
So that's what I do have on like the Jonestown incident. But I also wondered uh, if just like Waco, there were some Jonestown movies. And uh, so Jonestown came out in 2013 and has a 7.4 out of 10 rating on IMDb. But there's also a movie made in 2020, more recent, and it was called The Jonestown Haunting. <laughs> what? Get this. The Jonestown ha- Haunting was where a survivor of Jonestown mass- uh, of the Jonestown Massacre returns to the site 10 years later and discovers the cult's former home has become the breeding ground for the supernatural. Oh, my God. This, I would not be watching that movie. This movie got a 2.7 <laughs> out of 10. <clears throat> uh, Chris, um, just to answer your question, so there's Guiana or mm-hmm. Guiana, and then there's French Guiana. Those are both in South America. Uh-huh. You may be thinking of Ghana, which is in Africa, or you may be thinking of Guinea, which is in Africa. Yeah, that makes sense. Country I guess because he had right. mentioned something about like the the black people of the congregation like moving to a place where they're like more accepted. That's why I was confused because he said South America. Pastor Jim must be have some yeah some do with immigration. Maybe yeah. some do with France actually. Hmm. Have um, you listened to? Uh, there is audio recordings of there like is audio recordings. of like the entire incident. You can just listen to it. Maybe I have heard that. Yeah, yet, I think no. they 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 were recording too. Like immediately after they drank the Kool Aid too, mm-hmm. and he was like he was like he was telling them pretty much you're going to die. Yeah, he was like no because like people are crying and like people are trying to leave. They're like mm-hmm. no, you can't leave, and the kids are are crying. They're like no, like you should be happy. Like, you should be happy. Like, you're going to heaven now. Like, there's nothing to be, like, sad or upset about. You're going to heaven. And Isn't so, that just terrifying? Yeah. yeah. Pretty awful. It's it's very eerie listening to that. So eerie. Um, Damn, is that all you got? Yeah, that's all I okay. got. Well, I'm going to finish up with uh, one that probably a lot of people know about is the Branch Davidians. So the Branch Davidians was a religious sect that was founded in 1955 by Benjamin Roden. It was an offshoot of the General Association of Davidian Seventh-day Adventists, established by Victor Hunteff in 1935. Uh, I'm going to skip a lot of the um, a lot of the uh, early stuff about the Branch Davidians, and I'm going to get straight to David Koresh. Has anyone heard of David Koresh? Yep. Mm-mm. So David Koresh, who was actually born as his name, David Koresh is not his real name. Mm-hmm. His real name is Vernon Wayne Howell. Um, and he was he became the uh, cult leader after I believe the passing of the original uh, cult leader. We played a central role in the Waco Sage of uh, oh my gosh Waco Siege of uh, nineteen ninety three as the head of the Branch Davidians sect. Um, he was pretty much he claimed himself to be the prophet or the second coming. He was mm-hmm. the Messiah. He was he believed himself to be the Messiah. Um, so this is like this is like Christianity, right? Like a sect of. A yes. branching off? Okay. It was a branching off of, of, of Christianity. Okay. So they had an area called Mount Carmel Center, which is outside of Waco. And uh, pretty much what happened, a lot of people know um, that, I mean, the whole place burnt down. And the reason being is that Koresh was alleged, of, uh, was alleged to have been involved in multiple incidents of physical and sexual abuse of children. This is what uh, pretty much brought the ATF. Uh, to come and start their siege. His doctrine of the House of David did lead to marriages with both married and single women in the Branch Davidians. This doctrine was based on a purported revelation that involved the procreation of 24 children by chosen women in the community. These 24 children would be served as the ruling elders over the millennium after the return of Christ, which came from Revelations 4, apparently. I don't know much about Revelations, but... Okay. 
So, uh, moving on. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, moving on, the Waco siege began on February 28th, 1993. The ATF raided Mount Carmel Center. The ensuing gun battle resulted in the deaths of four ATF agents and six Branch Davidians. Shortly after the initial raise, the FBI hostage rescue team took command of the federal uh, operation. Um, and the negotiating team established contact with correction inside the compound. Communication over the next 51 days included telephone exchanges with various FBI negotiators. I remember seeing snippets of this, like on YouTube or something like that. It mm-hmm. went on forever. Mm-hmm. It went on forever. They, like, they all like, over... knocked down the walls and stuff. With, like the They had like, not tanks, but they had like um, armored vehicles, mm-hmm. um, all kinds of stuff out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Koresh himself had been seriously injured by a gunshot, um, uh, but pretty much, long story short, after they came in and, and took control of the place, um, they said that there was, they really don't know exactly what happened, but an ensuing blaze occurred, and 79 Branch Davidians perished in the ensuing blaze. Um, mm. 21 of these victims were children under the age of 16. So, you know what I find interesting? Uh, you know how all these cults are kind of happening around the same same time? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There was actually at one point something called the Cult Awareness Network that was established. Like, they actually made some sort of department or uh, some outside, like, nonprofit, like, department as to where to assist with these cults. Well, anyways, this is one of, this is one of the ones that they assisted with. But it wasn't, it wasn't as much as to where, like, the government wanted them there helping this this network this cult awareness network just like showed up and like tried to like talk and say like hey we we work with cults like we this is like what we study like okay do this essentially at one point Mm -hmm. they said that they should use all uh they should use any means necessary to arrest david koresh including lethal force so they were pretty much insisting or like in the ears of the government and in the people there saying like, Hey, you guys should use like all of this stuff to hmm. like take him down, hmm. which also end up, you know, resulting with the 79 deaths. Like, could uh, you, yeah, I, pretty much just innocent people. Yeah. And it's because a lot of them, I mean, my, I mean, you can, you can simplify in layman's terms that they were sex slaves, a lot of the women. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there, it was a lot of polygamy stuff going on. Um, Yeah. So pretty interesting stuff. Um, now, so wait, the compound was like created, like they were like they had a following, and then they all decided like they all like moved to this. Yeah, compound. that was like their headquarters. That was their right. yeah. And how long was it there until it became like an issue? <clears throat> Do you, did you see? Um, I could probably Let's find see. out real quick. Um, because like it seems you know. So it says right here. Um, Questions: uh, Roden and his son George, which which also was another leader after Roden's passing, until um, Koresh and his followers took over Mount Carmel in 1987. So within probably the couple of years before 1987, that was that place was existed. Mm-hmm. Um, really crazy thing I wanted to say about David Koresh. Uh, I used to work with a guy on the fire department. His name was Chuck, mm-hmm. and he was our truck driver, and he'd been on the department for 30 odd years or whatever. Um, I can't remember where Chuck came, where he was born, or where he, you know, where he grew up in. But wherever he grew up in, uh, David Koresh, formerly known as he had known him as Vernon Wayne Howell, they were fishing buddies. Wow. So they used to go fishing together all the time, and he used to be like really good friends with them. Said he was a hell of a guitar player, and he said nothing seemed strange about him at all. So That's he crazy. used to be friends with Vernon Wayne Howell, also known as David Koresh. Yeah, some of these, some of these people. Just as your mind like deteriorates, 
you just start going crazy. You just start thinking crazy things. We could. Um, I still think we could be. We could be the next. Next one, one third, of us, fourth, yeah. Fifth, sixth coming. Okay, know. so there was one it's more. Dan. It's definitely not Dan. Definitely not me. No, it's not Dan. Uh, there was one more cult that was pretty interesting, and it's, uh, it's a lot smaller than those other ones. But this one was the movement for the restoration of the Ten Commandments of God, hmm. and it was a breakaway movement from the Roman Catholic Church founded in Uganda in the 1980s. So the group believed that the apocalypse would occur, uh, would occur December 31st, 1999. And to avoid uh, to avoid damnation, members had to follow. The, uh, <laughs> members had to follow the Ten Commandments very strictly. So leaders even discouraged talking to avoid breaking the Ninth Commandment. Uh, commandment: Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. A couple other things about this were sex and soap were also forbidden. <laughs> sex and, you, and soap. soap and soap and soap. You mm-hmm. weren't to be clean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess so. Um, So as 2000 approached, uh, the group prepared for the end. When the apocalypse didn't come, leaders proposed a new date, March 17th, 2000. Oops. Yeah, (laughs) missed that one. Uh, It's actually having three months from now. Uh, The leaders planned a big party at the secluded church. After guest arrival, the venue burst into flames. (laughs) (laughs) Is everyone here? (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine the same guy that went to the uh, the same guy we were joking about that goes to that party, like <laughs> eventually meets up with this group? Party late as well. It's, it's like, the same guy always so, shows up late. Well, I hope my new my my new job in Uganda goes out uh, goes pretty well. I met a couple of friends. Uh, they've got a party going on <laughs> at this church. You it know, must, uh, the must gave us a, gave me a bad address. Yeah. This can't be it. Yeah, there was nothing there, just a just a pile of ashes. <laughs> now, this is crazy. All 530 in attendance, including dozens of children, were killed. Wow. Oh my gosh. The wi- the windows and doors had been boarded up to bar escape after the fire. Oh police gosh. found hundreds of other bodies in compounds across Uganda. Many victims had been poisoned. In all, 924 people wow. died. Wow. Can you imagine being that guy, being like, yeah, I don't want to be wrong about the end of the world, so I'm just going to kill myself along with everybody else. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. be like, uh-oh, the building's on fire, must be the end of the world. Sorry, guys. And everyone We're just died. like, God, the people that are like boarding up, knowing exactly what's going to happen, like the deaths of like hundreds of people are like on, on your hands. Well, I mm-hmm. guess I guess they died with them too because they really believed what they were doing. But <clears throat> It's unbelievable. Yeah. And for that, that's Colts. Well done. That was really good. And it was yeah. super interesting hearing about more of the uh, fine details of Heaven's Gate. I always thought Heaven's Gate was very interesting. We always have to get to death. Well, yeah. We always <laughs> got to talk about it. It seems like it. We always got to talk about death at some point in time <laughs> on the podcast. Um, well, anyway, just to remind all our listeners, uh, you can contact us at learnsomethingdigitalno.com. Give us some of your fun facts. You can uh, visit our website, digitalno.com, or you can uh, DM us on Instagram at D-Y-K underscore podcast. Um, and for that, thanks guys. Thanks for listening. So, uh, Dan, you want to see us out? Nope.